Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs> and happy holidays to those who don't celebrate Christmas. That was so awkward. No, it wasn't. You're so good at that. You could be Santa Claus. If only you could grow a beard. <laughs> I don't want to be, be Santa Claus. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. It seems like it's such a, like, a perfect character in the lore. I don't know. <laughs> What? <laughs> I don't know what are you talking about? about? I don't know. In the lore. In the lore. Um, anyway, so if you guys didn't know, this is Weather Hype, which is supposed to be a podcast about weather, climate, and how it affects you. Um, I'm Castle. But, you know, it's the holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. You're He's Castle. <laughs> I'm Min. And uh, it's been a hot minute since uh, I've recorded. I know Castle's stepped in and has done great things uh, while I've been away, but so glad to be back. And, uh, you know, 2018's almost over. The holidays are kicking in. And so, you know, we're just going to have a very uh, unscripted, chill little podcast where we kind of catch up, talk about our lives a little bit, talk about some um, charities that we're thinking about giving to and letting you guys know about, and uh, just dibble-dabble around. (laughs) Everyone cool with that? Okay. <laughs> Today's that word of the day totally is rhetorical. dibble dabble. <laughs> dibble dabble. Zibble zabble dibble dabble. Mm. It's like a rap phrase that is I might though? use in my next mixtape that I'm about to drop. Boom. Anyway, oh Castle, gosh. how are you? <laughs> this is like the this epitome is so of how awkward, awkward I can be. This is so No, awkward. it's not. If it, Okay, you know, you just, you know how they say it's not awkward until you say it's awkward, then everyone's like, oh my God, it's awkward. But I mean, I'm literally sitting in a closet, so am recording. I. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, it doesn't get much weirder and awkward, more awkward <laughs> than that. So um, you know, to answer your question, I'm doing great. <laughs> uh, I forgot I asked. Yes, I think you asked. Uh, if I'm not imagining, um, but yes, I'm doing. I'm doing well. The semester's over, but I'm still hard at work. Um, Aww, why? Because I'm trying to get a manuscript out that's like super important. To help oh, the weather shoot. enterprise understand what message consistency is. <laughs> but exciting, uh, kind of a link to that is your BAMS paper just got officially, officially published, which is so exciting. Yes, it did. It did. I'm super excited about it. I was uh, waiting for them because, you know, AMS will give you an email or send you an email and say, hey, yeah. the latest uh, version or edition of BAMS is now available digitally. And then it'll send it to you like two months afterwards. So, um I was really excited to finally see my article in there, but I'm kind of annoyed because I read I know, through, like, I the first <laughs> sentence of it. What word did I use twice? Um, I in- I forgot what word it was. Inclusive or, I don't know, something, something with an E or an I, I think. You know what's bad, though? Like, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten, like, seen that and, ca- like, caught that before it got published. I don't know how I didn't, and I don't know how everybody did it. Because this didn't just go to me. We all looked at it. And I was like, what? I mean, it even what went to this? like an editor, not an editor, but like a, uh, what do you? Like a person who yeah. copy? Yeah, copy editor, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I use the word influence twice. Yeah. Oh, here, here's the beginning That's of it. it. Here's the beginning of it. The atmosphere is always changing and its conditions influence our daily lives, influencing what we choose to do and how we go about our day. What in the world? I know I don't write like that. I, I write a lot better than it's that. It's a good like, first sentence though. It's very it like is, it's very encap- encapsulating. It just brings you right in. Encapsulating? Yeah, I don't know if I said that right. Encapsulating. Encapsulating. Grandpa? <laughs> Grandpa Castle here. <laughs> I mean, I was the ho ho ho, so. True. That's Santa Claus <laughs> Castle. Um, but yeah, old. no, I was really shocked when I saw that. I was like, whoa, that's bad. And it's like the first, the very beginning of I the know. manuscript. It's like at, the, at that, so. the picture everyone shares and stuff. 
Uh, whatever. It'll but hey, you know, I'm glad that people um, are receiving it pretty well yeah. on uh, social media. I don't think I've ever gotten that many likes in my life. Like, I'm not it one to a lot tweet of things that are popular or cool. Yeah, I'm surprised, but I'm really happy. That means that people are looking at it at least, and and they know it's out there. So I encourage anybody just get let me know how you you know what you think of it. I um worked on it for two years, and I'm really proud of the work. It the only thing I would say that I wish I could have done more, as I've talked about before, I think on uh, an older episode of Mother Hype is uh it's a math master's thesis. So I wish that I could have done a lot more. I wanted to do more um, sit down qualitative interviews. I wanted to. Uh, ask more questions in the survey i wanted to have you know a bigger uh, study sample and everything so um i think this is a good foundation and i hope people really take the time to read through it and also expand on the research there's so much uh, room and there's so much potential for this type of research so you know if you guys are interested in doing that please talk to me let me know and i can certainly give you guys um you know advice not really advice even but just words of from my experience and what i think that yeah, there you go. Let's just brainstorm, y'all. I love brainstorming. Because, I mean, as an enterprise, we're moving towards all types of, like, online media. And, like, even broadcasters are giving, like, tiny segments within their, like, uh, station's app. So there's all kinds yeah. of, like, new things to explore in the way of digital media and apps and all that kind of stuff. So I could see this yeah, easily sure. being another master's thesis or dissertation. So if there's anyone out there that interests you and this interests you hit men <laughs> up. There's lots of people out there that interest me, but you know, <laughs> hit me up. Well, hype at gmail.com. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to say is don't let that one word ruin this for you. Because I oh, just it's finished ruining it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but at the same, like you brought attention to it, like on Twitter, which I mean, I understand, <laughs> but at the same time, like it could have been taken like a different way. And after sure. talking with Katie the the last two episodes and reading the book by Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection, I'm starting to see things a lot more clearly now. And that one word, like people aren't going to even notice it. They're gonna oh, yeah, they're gonna yeah. take away the amazing things that came from it and not even focus on that one thing. So if anyone asks you, you could just say, "I'm exercising my imperfection." Um, that's my new go-to <laughs> phrase. Is you know what? I'm exercising like my imperfection, and it's okay to be to have something that's a little bit different or, or odd. Because I feel like there's a lot of songs that are really exactly what you said, mm, uh, mm-hmm. which we'll get to a little bit later, but. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, yes. I, I meant it more in jest. It uh, wasn't like too, I know. you know, frustrated sure. by myself because, I mean, anybody who knows, you know, like the publication process takes forever. Oh, like yes. th- this is way after I graduated from, you know, grad school over a year ago and finally a year and a half later, you know, and sometimes it takes a lot longer too. So I'm, I'm glad about the timeline to be honest, but it takes a while. So I'm just like, you know what, finally I can, you know sit back and just you know hopefully people don't yell at me and when they read the manuscript but yeah i'm just like finally it's done i, I don't have to do anything else about it you know exactly and it, who cares so. what other people think <laughs> <laughs> you think i should have done that study method uh, well i don't care or you can do you can go bleep 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 <laughs> or you can just simply say like it went through a rigorous review process and there you go it's published now <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There People you go. that, you know, are awesome and experts in this field, we all looked at it and we was like, this is good. And we dropped the mic and that's what we had. So if you don't like it, do it yourself. 
but really please help replicate this you know yeah research it's so important expand on it we don't replicate yeah. things enough so no there's nothing wrong with replication no, i think it's, it's shown so upon because like oh it's not a new idea or yep, it's you're not being somebody else Ugh. no it's yeah that should not be uh shunned upon like you should certainly replicate things because just because i got what i got doesn't mean that it's gospel you know exactly we just need more like funding mechanisms more grants more people that are interested in replication because when you always look at those like funding calls for different types of funding they always say like make sure it's novel and blah 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 so it would be really cool if there was like a grant specifically for replication that would be pretty legit so if you have any money and you're rich and you're listening to this podcast certainly think about contributing to those kind of causes yeah just saying because we need more of that for sure we do castle what else have you been up to um not a lot trying to uh well i told you i read the book by Brene brown that has really changed my life if anyone didn't listen to the episode by katie um the last two that we had you should definitely go do that they were amazing um i started reading the book and immediately just started picking things out like oh this is totally me and then the really cool thing in the book is she like explains kind of some of the the issues or like the things that you do that kind of break you down but then she gives you like tools and different ways to overcome those and it's really nicely demarcated in the book like this is what's happening this is what you can do this is like short-term long-term things um so all those have been really great tools to add to my toolkit um i'm glad that you're saying this i uh you mentioned it before and yeah. I was like, okay, like maybe I'll pick it up. But I mean, honestly, just talking to you in the last few minutes, oh, I feel like I really want to yeah, it's, get it. And it's so good. We're not paid to say this guys. I'm, I'm like being completely honest. <laughs> like it sounds like a good book that I would enjoy because, because I probably suffer from a lot of different things that I can certainly help myself with. Yeah. And it really like from it to me, it was kind of like, and this sounds bad and I don't want this to, uh, like put people off from reading it but for me it was like a really long therapy session like I know all these things about myself but I've never like looked into them hardcore and figuring out how can I kind of work on myself and make myself better it's always just been things that I deal with Um, so it, it was really cool to go through that process and be like you know what I don't have to live life like this there are ways for me to kind of work on this and kind of improve myself which has been really really great the one thing that I will say that I kind of realized is I am a perfectionist like I know that and I always thought it was about control like I thought that was kind of the underlying uh, mechanism for my perfectionism but Brene Brown like really breaks down that at the heart of perfectionism is your inability to be vulnerable and so it just really helped me understand that I don't like being vulnerable very often and I need to work on exercising being vulnerable. And so I've started doing that every single day um, in one way or another is figuring out how can I be vulnerable today and work on exercising that because as she puts in the book, like just like learning a sport or learning how to write, like when you do these things, you can't just do it all or nothing. You have to practice it. You have to practice like being vulnerable and you have to practice Uh, being imperfect and so it's okay to do that and if you do like a little bit every day soon and soon and sooner or later you'll start to realize like that's a muscle you can flex is like that is how I 
be vulnerable. I can be vulnerable at this point because of this and because I've practiced. Um, so there are a lot of really cool like insights that she provides that if you are any type of perfectionist or struggle with these, these types of things, like I totally recommend it. That's awesome. Good to know for sure. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, so I, you guys talked about it last episode. There was a weird, awkward soundbite of me at the end of it on one of those episodes, <laughs> right? Where I was like, Hey, I'm, you know, out here. So I can't talk about it too, too much, but I can give you guys some pieces of information. So I was summoned to go to Georgia summoned. to help out with Hurricane Michael recovery with FEMA. And so I was in Atlanta for most of that trip, got to go down to South Georgia where that area was impacted the most uh, in the whole state by Hurricane Michael. Also, obviously, the panhandle of Florida was, you know, heavily, heavily damaged and uh, devastated. So it was a really good experience for me to be out there in the field and also just, you know, being deployed, as, as we call it, and, and working for FEMA. Um I was kind of handling the digital communication side. So my official title was Digicom or Digital Communication Specialist. And I was in charge of like social media and the website for the Georgia part of the disaster. And, um, you know, looking at that kind of stuff, making graphics and um, working on products that would help communicate information about, you know, what FEMA is doing to the public. So whether that's like, you know, disaster recovery centers, which are, uh, centers that are you know pop up and open up in different communities and different counties across the state that help people to register for disaster assistance. So stuff like that um, was you know what I was helping with in terms of getting the information out there. Part of a great communication team for um, the Georgia side of the Hurricane Michael and could not have asked for a better uh, first deployment for FEMA. Great experience. Learned from a lot of great people. Everyone was really nice. Um, you know, it was really stressful and the hours were very long. That's just what you come to expect. And so, you know, I'd work 12, 13 hour days uh, for the first two and a half for three weeks or so. And then I uh, things started tapering off a little bit, but it was and, and I didn't have a day off. Like it was rough for a while. And then finally I had a day off towards like the last week that I was there. And I was there for about a month total. So um, it was really draining, but it was glad i was glad to be in georgia because i was you know able to see a lot of my friends castle was able to see you a few times we went hiking one day i think i saw you every weekend for four weekends you did and i'm pretty sure you did actually yeah yeah because i know you you had come to see me a couple times uh, and we watched like some halloween movies Mm -hmm. and talked and you know that was really awesome and ate some good food and then um i went to athens one weekend i think right and we were kind of hanging out there and then one weekend, the day that I had off, the only day I had off, we went hiking up in Cloudland Canyon State Park up in the northwestern corner of Georgia. And that was beautiful. The yeah, colors so were changing cool. over, perfect weather. It was so nice to be in Georgia. And uh, I'm glad to be back in Colorado for sure. But uh, it was nice to be back in my home state, even if I didn't really get to see my uh, my family that were, you know, they're four hours away from Atlanta. So I didn't really get to see them. But it was a good experience overall. And I, uh, you know, when hurricane season strikes again next year, you know, things are going to get busy again, I'm sure. So, um, that won't be my last deployment. That's for sure. I definitely know that. Um, so I have a question. I don't know if you can answer it or not. If you can't, then that's totally fine. I just have it. So we, we often talk about mental health and, uh, kind of the connecting the conversation we had before this about like work-life balance and that kind of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I know we've heard some key individuals talk about this in our community is about like when you're deployed, how do you balance those things of like 
being like you really are seriously needed in order to help with recovery efforts but at the same time you are a person and you have to recover yourself in order to be able to provide assistance to others um so i don't know if you could talk a little bit about that from your perspective and how kind of you dealt with it day to day but maybe also like long term like over the month sure yeah no i think uh as my first deployment it was pretty exhausting and i worked all the long hours and again didn't have really a day off until um at least two weeks into it and you know to think about the fact that before i was working two weeks straight in georgia i was already working a full week in denver so i came out of a full week of working in denver and then went straight into work for georgia so by that point i had three weeks that i worked straight with like no days off at all and it was exhausting it was tiring and I didn't really know what to think. Things were just so hectic and crazy. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what happens right after a hurricane makes landfall and you're trying to get all these resources um, together. You're trying to coordinate everything. That's what FEMA does. So, you know, as exhausted as I was, I didn't feel like I was really in a place to say anything about it, mm-hmm. to be like, hey, I'm really tired. Can I get a day off? Because I was like, you know, you know, not to say age or anything, but I was on the younger side compared to other people and i was like you know if these people can do it you know certainly i can do it i'm pretty healthy i'm I'm young and you know sprightly if you will so um i was like you know i don't think i don't want to be that guy that comes in and it's like oh you know i'm spoiled a spoiled brat i'm like oh i really need some time off i'm really tired and um a couple of times i like mentioned it out loud and people would be like oh man like welcome to deployment that's how it is but i think um it was pretty interesting because I had talked to some other people and some of my superiors and they're like, you know, if you're tired, you need to let us know that. And then we can certainly make sure that you maybe not get a whole day off, but maybe you can get take a couple of hours off today, a couple of hours off tomorrow and just kind of have some more time to do whatever you want, whether that's take a nap, cook some dinner, eat out or, you know, just rest or whatever you want to do, because they realize that their employees, their staff, that's their biggest asset that FEMA has. You know, it's not about it is about helping people but it's you know about taking care of your own people as well and if you can't you know take care of your own people then who's going to be helping the people who need the help that are impacted by the disaster you know right so what you said was incredibly important and very you know right on point with what they feel too and so i think that was just me in my head feeling Mm -hmm. that i couldn't really say or do anything but in reality 100 percent, like i definitely um could have and should have said something earlier on than I did. I didn't mention anything until like late in the second week. I was like, you know, I'd, I'd really love it if I could take maybe a half day off, you know, or something. And they're like, yeah, of course. And I did. And I went home and well, I went out to a restaurant and watched the uh, Georgia, Florida football game with my friend. So, you know, that was good. That was my way of relaxing. Yeah. I think it's this kind of uh, young professional standpoint of being like, I have to always be on point and, um, like I'm just now getting into this field. So how can I ask for like time off or, um, yeah. I feel like all those kind of biases are taking place. At least that's how I would feel. Um, so yeah. I think it's, it's an important lesson that you learned about, like you, sure. you are a person too, and you can ask for help and you can talk to them about this, um, and help you yeah. recover, which and, I think is great. And you know that like my day to day job at FEMA isn't always going to be like that. There's not sure, always yeah. a hurricane. I'm dealing with twenty, you know, three sixty five, but when there is, it can be hectic. And that's kind of what I assumed. It was like you know, when these deployments happen, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be really busy. You're just going to have to put up with it. And when there isn't a deployment and you're back, you know, in your region or back where you're supposed to be, 
Um, I don't expect it to be as busy and it, and it isn't like I have time to breathe a little bit. I have time to like talk with my coworkers a little bit. It's a little bit more chill. And so in my mind, I kind of justified how exhausted I was in Georgia by saying, well, you know, like this past week when I was working in Colorado, like I had a chance to talk to my coworkers and I had a chance to work on some, you know, projects that are long-term projects and it wasn't as stressful, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, since I already had that time to not be so stressed out, now is, you know, it's it's a time that's due for me to be stressed out, even though that's not quite the way that I, I should be looking at it. Right. I shouldn't be overstressed at any point if I can help it. But there are times where, you know, duty calls and you have to do what you have to do. So, but I think that I definitely learned a valuable lesson in asking. It never hurts to ask. If they say something, they exactly. say no, at least you ask, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think that's something that we all struggle with. I know I do too so if you ever have a question or need help just ask the worst that can they can say is no like you said Mm -hmm. um which is great yeah um the other question i had and again this may be may be something you cannot ask or answer is um (laughs) throughout the deployment period were there like events or things that fema did for you that would uh kind of alleviate or like help some of these strains so i'm thinking like um i've heard of like some well i've heard of some fema regions that were not in uh deployment like offering like yoga classes or like um eating better events where they like did stuff with apples and stuff like that so i was just curious <laughs> stuff with apples well they had like an uh, an apple a day keeps the doctor away event or something everyone oh, brought okay, in like gotcha. an apple dish and they had like lots of fresh apples and stuff around the well it's nice because um, i'm you know can't you can't eat raw apples but whatever thanks but anyway i was just wondering if they <laughs> okay. were like other things that they did like for you like they specifically were like we're trying to we we know you're here doing your very best for a long period of time so we want to make sure you're taking time for yourself yeah i mean i don't want to speak on behalf of the agency or anything like that i all i can say is that we as you know fema staff and employees we took care of each other like we would talk and you know make sure we're okay or we bring everyone brought in a bunch of food and water and drinks and snacks so that helped to keep morale up i think and we all worked together really well and so i think that is the kind of the way to, to make sure we're all okay is we take care of each other um, staff wise, no matter if you're a superior or you're, you know, a supervisor or you're just, you know, somebody else, like we all work together and we all talk to, to one another and communicate well with one another. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, other than that, I don't know what's been happening. Uh, Colorado weather has been kind of fun. You get a blizzard every like, you know, what month and a half two months or something it seems like uh this one time my parents came the weekend that i got back from georgia and there was like a pretty crazy snowstorm it's not like that big but i think at my house we had about seven or eight inches of snow and uh the roads were covered and it was icy and people were crashing everywhere and it was uh quite the experience and when i took my parents to the airport on that monday which i think was veterans day the snow was like coming down really hard and it was, there was like no traction on the, on the road. And I have a, like a non four wheel drive Toyota Camry. So that wasn't great. <laughs> um, people were sliding all over the place and I was sliding too. And we're like, Oh my God, this is so scary. But other than that, like winter in Colorado hasn't been bad so far. And you know, snow melts really pretty quickly when the sun comes out, it's pretty dry. It's a dry cold. Even if like, you know, it gets down regularly in like the lower twenties, upper teens, 
and it, the highs are, you know, sometimes in the 30s, 40s, or 50s. I think earlier this week, the high was in the 60s. So it just flip-flops so much. You don't know what kind of conditions you can get. You can wear shorts one day. You could be bundled up in a park the next day. You don't know. But so far, winter's been great. I'm not complaining at all, you know? The only thing I would say, my hands are a little dry. My eyes are a little dry, but... You ashy. You know, it, <laughs> I'm a little ashy. The dew point, I think the other day was like negative four, negative five. So uh, it's pretty dry. <laughs> pretty dry. I don't have a humidifier, but maybe I should get one. Oh, yeah. It might be a good Christmas present mm. to request. Mom, Dad, are you listening? No, y'all not. Y'all not listening. I know y'all not. <laughs> Such an old person thing. I would like a humidifier, please, for Christmas. I know, right? Can you give me some dentures while you're at it? <laughs> or <Jeez>. Invisalign. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was just telling Castle before this podcast about um, a bad dentist experience I had today. I went to a dentist's office this morning. They're like, you have two cavities. You need to get some Invisalign. And here's some toothpaste that they charged me for when I went to the counter to check out, which I was really mad about. Um, I was skeptical. I looked at Yelp reviews about this place. And a lot of people have said that they tend to over or they're a little more aggressive in their dentistry so they tell you you have things when you maybe don't or it's not that bad just so they can make you get feelings or make you you know do whatever make money so yeah that's that's the way i look <laughs> at it they probably wouldn't say that but i feel like that is and the other reviewers seem to agree so i went to a different dentist's office this evening and had a second you know look at everything a second appointment and they looked at my teeth and they're like yeah you really don't have cavities not really sure what the other place was saying so so crazy um, that was that was really really frustrating to me because i was like i can't believe people would do that because like if you have a cavity you have to drill into your teeth it's not like a minor like oh you're just like you know scraping it or you know whatever they do i don't know but you have to really drill in and then fill it up like that's not a it's you know a minor operation kind of thing yeah but that thing doesn't cost it's it's not uh cheap it's expensive and if you don't have to do it, don't do it. Because if your teeth are your teeth, like if you drill a hole in your tooth and put stuff in it, that's like, you can't turn around from that. You can't go back. Like your your tooth is now like compromised in a way is how I see it. Also, what do they you know? fill the tooth with? I don't know. But all I know is back in elementary school, we used to watch this video about like cavities and stuff. And I always thought cavities were like these green monsters that were like, <laughs> and for the longest time, I thought that was what cavities oh. were. I had no idea what cavities were. They're just holes in your teeth. Yeah. And you can see them in x-rays. But I was like, I don't know what a cavity looks like, you know. But I guess you can't really depict a cavity in a cartoon because it would just be like a hole and they wouldn't move, obviously. that's true. Plus, you want something (laughs) to be like kind of scary for the kids. True. But, I mean, dang. I I always thought cavities were like that. I had no idea what the cavities were. So I think they used to fill them with metal, but they had a lot of people complaining that they were having like metal poisoning. So they oh, started really? doing, they started filling them with something else. Yeah. The only reason why I know this is real housewives. Um, one <laughs> of the, um, of course. one of the people had, what is the, uh, Lyme's disease. And she thought that the metal in her teeth was making it worse. Oh, so weird. she had them all removed and refilled with something else like oh. plastic or I don't know, some other material with candy. Yeah, with candy. <laughs> Which would make it worse, so probably not. No, nah, but yeah. So, hey, always be willing to get a second, uh, second look at your teeth. Second yes. opinion. If you don't feel like something's right, doctor-wise, medical-wise, you know, anything like that, get a second opinion. Doesn't hurt. Um, It cost me 20 bucks out of pocket for the second appointment today. 
And I'm totally happy with that because now I know not yeah. to go back to the original place and, and it saved get gypped like, all the what? time. Three hundred twenty dollars. One hundred and sixty bucks for both fillings, oh, for but both. that was after insurance. And my mom was like, "I'm pretty sure the insurance should cover your filling. I don't yeah. know why they're charging you more." So there's something sketchy going on over there, yo. Leave a review so it doesn't hurt someone. Else. I will. I think. I, well, I'm gonna talk to them tomorrow first and like tell them because I don't want to leave them a review without like saying something. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like blindsiding them in a way. Like if you have a problem, <laughs> let them know ahead. Of, like let them know directly, and if afterwards, you know, then you can leave a review. But I feel like it'd be like you you leave a negative review and then they're like, well, why don't you tell us or ask us about this when you're there kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I should have. So we'll see. We'll see how I feel. You're such a good person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I try. <laughs> I try. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Do you want to head into talking about our charities or anything? Sure. Cool. Um, so... You know, we've done this in the past on Weather Hype, talking about different causes or things that we like or are true to, to what we believe. And, and we used to do a thing where we, about every episode or every at least other, once a month, yeah, we would choose, episode. we chose a cause or a charity that we wanted to kind of give back to, show some love to. And it's not like we kind of, well, no, yeah, we straight up forgot. We kind of forgot about it this year. And every now and then we would remember and talk to each other about it, but then we never brought it up on the podcast itself. So Castle and I were talking and we we're like, you know, why don't we think about two different causes or, or charities that we looked into and that we like, share them with, you know, our listeners on this episode and then also donate our own money to those causes too. Um, and I think before we did about 20 bucks for each charity, mm-hmm. but you know, this time I don't know how much I'll, I'll be giving, but I'll give you know, a little bit more than that, obviously. But uh, just to kind of show that, you know, we really want to support different organizations that we love and we think are great. And if you guys have the possibility to do that as well, then perhaps consider doing that. Maybe not for our charities. If you want, you can. But just giving back in general because that's a good thing to do. I agree. And I don't know if it's that we forgot. I think a lot of it is we had such great content that we stopped doing like other things like we we haven't done a song of the week in a hot minute either yeah so i think we were having like such good interviews that we didn't want to break them up with like oh yeah and here's the song of the week um it just seemed to like flow like a really really well to just have those interviews in the podcast yeah but anyway i digress no um did you want to start off we can alternate you can go first if you want sure so i actually have three charities but Two of them oh are for the two goodness. of them are for the same cause. I just wanted to give people options. Oh. Um, okay. So bo- all of mine have to do with weather and climate. Um, obviously, it seems like a very good theme for our podcast. Um, mine don't, but anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so the first cause is reducing carbon emissions, um, and I have chosen two different charities. Uh, one is called Cool Effect, um, and that's CoolEffect.org. And the other is carbonfund.org. Um, and so basically what you're going on there to do is you're kind of uh, reducing your carbon footprint. So if you fly or if you buy produce or meat from like other places in the world, they have to fly that food to like your local grocery store. Um, so what you can do is offset your carbon footprint by donating to either of these charities. And what they do is they plant trees um, oh, that's cool. They do other thing. All these, they have a lot of different types of um, things that you can go on there and select. Um, they do like uh, 
what is the the air energy i'm blanking uh wait what you know where it's like uh wind wind power um like wind energy yeah um it's called wind energy right yeah i i was i couldn't think of what it was (laughs) called uh so they 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 have those gifts as well so there's like all different things that you can do to offset your carbon footprint which i think is super important especially this day and age when certain people don't believe in climate change and are super against it um it's really helpful that we do our own part in kind of offsetting our own carbon footprint um oh definitely and I'm actually thinking about getting like $10 gift certificates to these carbon like offsetting programs for each of my family members, like in oh, addition awesome. to like a little gift for them. Because I, I always try and do something like uh, environmental. Like one year I made everyone grocery bags that they could reuse, like that were monogrammed um, just, oh, awesome. just to like really push for kind of this thing this kind of way of life of thinking about our future and our kids future and just our world in general is super important yeah that is a really good idea what is your first charity so when i was doing some digging i went to charitynavigator.org and they kind of analyze every charity in the country or at least the ones that they are aware of and they look at they give you like an overall score and they explain why the they those charities receive those scores oh cool so i kind of looked at charities that i uh found had you know high level of accountability and transparency ones that didn't focus a lot of their money on fundraising or other things and ones that had their money and donations really go straight to the cause and as much money as they can to go to that cause because you know when you think about overhead costs for a charity and and a lot of times they pay employees or they do this or that like every charity has a reason for why they do things but i tend to prefer places that a lot you know like more of your dollar is going to go to what you want it to go to you know so i looked at some charities and after doing some digging one of them that i found is called colorado uplift so they are a charity an organization that is really trying to help Colorado children really, you know, in areas that are um, inner cities or students or, or, you know, young children that don't have as much potential because of their living situation Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, They help to pretty much um, provide full-time salary teachers, um, you know, some funds and resources and money so that they can actually follow these kids throughout elementary middle and then i think up to high school graduation and make sure that they are kind of they have a mentor so these students who are at risk for not you know dropping out or maybe things like that this program offers a way to have mentors to kind of make sure that they're guiding them along the way giving them good advice and helping them through these difficult times because you know some of us may take it for granted that oh high school is easy like you go through high school you you move on to yeah. college whatever but a lot of the students don't that's not the case for them at all and so i looked at this organization and thought to myself this is a really good one and i think it's great and it's based out of colorado and denver and it's you know is helping students in this school district so yeah that's, that's my first cool. one yeah I love that. And if also, you know, if you guys are looking for charities, I'd highly uh, recommend charitynavigator.org. They have all, almost everything that I can think of. And it really does a good breakdown of their financial, um, you know, the budgets of these charities and what they use their money for. And it has like pie charts and graphs and everything. It's great. That's so cool. I'll have to add that to my list. Yeah, for sure. Um, And uh, Castle, what's your third one? 
Um, so my last charity is going to be the American Red Cross. I think it's, um, we've had so many disasters that we've kind of touched on, um, throughout the year, throughout the season of weather hype. I think it's just, it comes full circle by me, uh, kind of donating to the American Red Cross to really help individuals, um, kind of recover from these natural disasters, but also man-made disasters. Um, so I think it's super important that we, provide them with a lot of support especially in this time of um, some people try and send like water and clothes and all this stuff when in reality what they need is money they don't need all these hand-me-downs and things that people are just trying to throw at them because it just starts piling up and it, it just kind of litters their area versus giving them money which is what really helps them in the recovery process um, so that's a good point. And also just to add to that too, yeah. it's not even, it's about that, but also, you know, who's going to be organizing and sifting through all these things. Exactly. Yeah. You have to pay people pay to people. do that. Yeah. And so you're using more money to sift through products where you can just give them money. It doesn't really require, you know, transportation or shipping and it helps these families directly. So definitely encourage monetary donations when it comes to things like disasters yeah it also makes me kind of think through this idea of like if you give someone money they can get what they need versus forcing other people's items on like forcing a need onto them sure um so it just it kind of just like from a personal like a personal standpoint like being able to go out and get what they need versus someone else telling them what they need i think that's super important from like a human being standpoint yeah yeah for sure already what is your last charity sir it is called max fund and it's also based in denver and pretty much they are a true no-kill shelter they take in injured animals that they find whether that's like dogs or cats or anything like that and they take care of them and, and care for them and they do that until they can find the owner of the animal or they can find a loving home for the animal, which I think is great. A lot of times you talk about, you know, the pound or things like that and they mm-hmm. hold the animals for a short amount of time and then they have to unfortunately euthanize them. So this one is a no-kill shelter and they take care of the animals and also they offer things like low-cost vaccinations, no adoption fees for um, families that are low income. They also, also have a uh, therapy program for pets as well to visit senior citizens so this is an all-around great animal care kind of uh, charity and they're doing a lot of great things for the community so i always try to want to give back to the place where i'm living and i think these are two great ones so uh highly encourage if you don't donate to these folks then uh look into your community also mm-hmm. and see what needs there are and what you know what you, your heart thinks is a is a good place to be so the other yep, yep, yep. the other thing I wanted to talk about, which um, I'm not sure if a lot of people are familiar with, have you ever heard of Amazon Smile? Amazon Smile? Yeah. No. Um, so it's basically Amazon, but whatever you purchase, they donate five like zero point five percent of your purchase to whatever charity you choose. So it's basically just like you can go on to Amazon and buy everything that you would normally buy except in when you use the Amazon smile website, you get to donate 0.5% of your purchase to whatever charity you choose. It's owned Um, by Amazon. Yeah. It's owned by Amazon. It's the Amazon foundation that actually donates the uh, 0.5% of the purchase. And a lot of people don't know that. And it kind of sucks because you have to go to smile.amazon.com in order to kind of acknowledge that you're willing to 
donate whatever like a portion of your purchase price to the organization so when you go to smile.amazon.com it's exactly like a replica of amazon like the regular website just it'll offer that donation to whatever charity i had no idea that's so cool yeah it's a really cool program um and once you get your amazon smile like set up if you go to the actual like plain Amazon website, it'll say like before you check out, it's like, are you sure you don't want to check out with Amazon smile? And so it sends you a little prompt to remind you. um, So it's super cool. Dude, I love that. That's such a good idea. Yeah. And I'm looking at it now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. They have a lot of, of charities on there. So maybe the ones that you chose are actually able for you. They are. Yeah. That's so awesome. I see them right now. Well, I see Max Fund on there. Let me see if I, see, I find Uplift Colorado. They are. Sweet. Yeah, so whatever you are going to purchase for your family members or your friends, um, you can actually donate to others in the process. That's so cool. All right. There you go. Now that I, when I'm buying the rest of my Amazon gifts on uh, for Christmas for my family, I know that I can donate a little bit of money to the charities. Yeah. Sweet. Cool beans. Yes. What else is next, Castle? Um, I didn't know if you wanted me to. I was just looking through several like weather-related gifts that I don't know if we want to offer the listeners. Yeah, we can. Um, Up to you. What are they? Well, I guess you could say it. The first one is obviously. Well, oh, go ahead. We should probably uh, intro back into that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And we don't have to do a transition music or anything. We'll just uh, start from there. All right. Three, two, one. So we talked about like giving back and all this stuff, uh, obviously. And so I think, uh, Castle, you mentioned that you have some weather related Christmas gifts that you could maybe uh, tell the listeners about. Yeah. It's more of just thinking about uh, Christmas gift ideas. If you're struggling to figure out what to get that weather geek on Christmas day, um, so one thing that has been kind of a buzz in the on weather Twitter are these cookie cutters that Helicity has designed that are in different weather shapes. So they have Ooh. like a tornado, a hurricane, a raindrop, a lightning bolt, and a snowflake. Um, oh, cool! And so they have been really uh, a big hit, I think, on the weather and the weather community. So if you, I mean, who wouldn't want weather shaped cookies? I know, Come wouldn't on. that be so? Everybody cool? wants that. Yeah. Especially like does that mean that the I should get one. some for you? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Not for me. You don't bake. They should enough. have like a brain. They should have some like social science ones thrown in. Uh, yeah. I it's mean, hard the hard to, thing is yeah, social science doesn't really have like a symbolic <laughs> yeah. look to it. To like, like here's a, a brain. Person. What does that mean? Like social science and meteorology. <laughs> I guess you could just add in some like gingerbread men to these weather shapes and be like, people are impacted. How are they behaving? What? <laughs> no, what? You know, speaking the brain one though, I can see if you put the brain, the brain, the brain cookie next to the uh, like lightning bolt cookie, it'd be like a brain storm. Mm. So you can just, you know, yeah. Or you can put a tornado with a lightning or you know a hurricane and be like, oh, like tornadoes form with hurricane landfall, blah blah blah. But also, I don't know how the brain one would look because you don't really get the texture of brain, and it would just look like a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would. They could so do just a be cloud creative one, and get a cloud one and say, "Oh, that's a brain." <laughs> yeah, they should do that. So those are twenty five dollars for all five of those. 
Sweet. Um, on helicitydesigns.com. What else is the other one that you have? The other one, I have you ever seen a Galileo thermometer? I have. I have no idea how they work, though. I don't really know either, but I have one, and I really love it. <laughs> this sounds like a commercial. Have you ever heard of a Galileo thermometer? <laughs> I haven't. Tell me more. I have one, and I love it. No. Um, <laughs> um, you and your voices today. Wow. When did you become an actor? It's all the Supergirl I'm watching. I'm just getting so involved in all the different Supergirl. acting styles. Ba-da, did you Supergirl. see my Ooh. my my glasses? Uh, yeah, reveal? I did. I almost like if I had uh, an ability to record on Snapchat with two uh, with no hands and use two <laughs> hands to bu- unbutton my shirt and be yeah. like Supergirl, rip shirt open. I, I would have done it. I totally I thought about trying totally. to figure out how to do that, but I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. Um, yep, too much work. Or just get a friend. <laughs> we don't have friends, so, you know. But yeah, the Galileo thermometer, it's basically kind of this glass tube, and it has a lot of different density liquids in it, um, which I'm guessing is how it changes the... It's how it tells the temperature based on the different density yeah. of liquids, and they're all colorful. Um, so it's really cool. I really enjoy mine. Um, it sits on my bookshelf, and I can look at it from every now and then. I remember seeing it when I was there, yeah. Yeah, and um, it's just a really cool like weather-related gift, I guess. Um, so it's not like super weather-related, but it's something that's cool that could sit on a bookshelf and just be kind of something unique that someone's like, oh, hey, what's that? And you get to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's but you wouldn't cool. know what to tell them, would you? You're like, I don't know all this. I works. mean, a lot of different other colors people, and things move around. Other people that could be more educated and look it up versus us just trying to like. <laughs> Here's an actual link. How does a Galileo thermometer work? Tell us more. Tell us more. I feel like I'm like congested again. Sorry if I sound all weird, guys, and gals, and dogs um, that might be listening too. Um, tell me more, tell me more. Okay, so attached to each bubble is a little metal tag that indicates a temperature. A number and degree symbol are engraved in the tag. These metal tags are actually calibrated counterweights. The weight of each tag is slightly different from the others. Since the bubbles are all hand-blown glass, they aren't exactly the same shape and size. The bubbles are calibrated by adding a certain amount of fluid to them so that they have the exact same density. So after the weighted tags are attached to the bubbles, each differs very slightly in density from the other bubbles, and the density of all of them is very close to the density of the surrounding water. Hmm. So it's actually the tag, not the liquid. Huh. Interesting. So the liquids are are just different colors? Yeah, just different colors. Huh. The basic idea okay. is that as the temperature of the air outside of, of the thermometer changes, so does the temperature of the water surrounding the bubbles. As the temperature of the water changes, it either expands or contracts, thereby changing its density. So at any given density, some of the bubbles will float and others will sink. The bubble that sinks hmm. the most indicates the approximate current temperature. Interesting. Okay. Intriguing. There you go, folks. Good a lesson on density. Yay, density. Hey, Castle, I have some breaking news. Oh, I love breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> I see a tweet here from the National Weather Service Indianapolis saying that the NWS wants your feedback on the possibility of issuing longer wireless emergency alerts. We is to your cell phone. For more info, you can visit something by December 10th. 
<laughs> Weird. Okay. I oh, did, it's a Facebook post. I did know 10. that they were working on the Wii alerts because I was I did too. kind of uh, asked some questions about the survey items. Um, yeah. So hope maybe this is actually coming out, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. Interesting. It'd be very intriguing for sure. Cool. So Thanks for the gift. Sorry for the breaking news. Uh, the, the last gift really quickly is for the kiddos. Do you have that kiddo in your life that loves weather? Well, I've got the gift for you. Isn't that so great? Um, <laughs> so it's called. Wow. I don't even, I'm just like sitting here just like just looking at my <laughs> microphone. Like, what do I say? I don't know. No, I'm kidding. That was great. You're, you're so good. Um, you're a natural. No, it sounds so fake. Someone give him an Emmy. Give it's him an so Oscar. It's so fake though. Okay. But uh, no, but you, the, the fact that you're playing a fake infomercial oh, okay. person. Gotcha. That's like. So it's like I'm you know, acting and acting. It's like meta acting. Oh my goodness. Okay. Not only can you act, you're so smart and funny. Act. What? Um, okay. Are you a meta human? So this last, I wish I was. Um, this last Ooh. gift is called the 4M Weather Science Kit. And it has a lot of different really cool activities in it that allow kids to kind of understand really difficult concepts but at like a cool basic level so there is stuff about static electricity and so they can create lightning they can build a water cycle model and they can even create clouds in the palm of your hand so they're showing kids how to create and modify the weather yeah exactly wow for the conspiracy theorists in your life (laughs) if you can make it in your hand what means you can't make it in real life oh lord jesus okay that sounds kind of cool i mean it sounds really fun though it does and it says um you can also watch air currents that produce wind study the greenhouse effect and even see the impacts of acid rain on plant life wow so that's pretty cool sounds really cool yeah and it's 12.99 on amazon that's it Yep, twelve. What a steal! Smile.amazon.com. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Yeah, and zero point six cents will go to your charity, which is pretty cool. I think I don't know if I did the math right. And they have all <laughs> other kinds. Like there's a volcano one. So for our friend Janine, Janine. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's an earthquake one. There's a, a, a solar system one. There's a clean water one. That sounds kind of oh, cool. Oh snap. See, where are these things when I was a kid? I'm sure they were there, but we didn't no, know. No, we just had Beanie Babies. That's all we had. Oh, beanie Babies. All we had were Beanie Babies. Gotta collect them all. No, I still have so many of them. Me I went too. To I was like hoping they would be worth something. but That wasn't why I kept them. I kept them because I have sentimental value and I have oh. a hard time giving up things that I have sentimental value to. Ooh, let's talk but more okay, about Mr. that. But okay, Mr. Moneymaker here. How does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? <laughs> I still play with them sometimes. I go home and I'm like, mm. hello, Beanie Babes. I let them talk to each other, even though they already talk to each other when they're in the case anyway, you know? Let's be real. When you're not there, they go all Toy Story. Oh, I know. dear. I know. Yeah. No, as they should, you know? Don't don't pause your life on my behalf. Which one were you most attached to? That's a good question. I don't know. I know my first one was Rainbow, the chameleon. I got oh, him I from... You know that one? I got the one from Canada. So my first Beanie Baby was actually foreign from Canada. Maybe that's why I like Canada so much. Maybe. Could be. Um, I also got a Beanie Baby, I think Jabber, 
and it's like a parrot. I got that yeah, in first grade a because I think there was like uh, a reading program back in elementary school, and I got enough points from doing the reading, oh, like reading enough books. Accelerated reader. I was able to choose, yeah, accelerated reader. And I was able to choose a Beanie Baby, so I chose Jabber the parrot. So those were my uh, first two Beanie Aww. Babies. So, but I love them all equally. All Did cute. you ever have an? And I also the inchworm. The inchworm? No. He I was didn't. the most expensive. He's worth the most money. Why is that? Did it make a lot of him? I don't think so. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a rainbow inchworm. It's legit. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Inching its way up the money. (laughs) (laughs) Up the money tree. The only one I was ever, like, really attached to was, like, the one that was my birth that had the same birthday as me. Oh, really? Yeah. You know how they could all have, they all had birthdays and, like, backstories and. True, yeah. Um, yeah, I think mine was named Toby, and he was like a little dog, like a mutt. Aww. Yeah. And it had... Oh, I see. I see the inchworm now. Yeah. You can get the the bootleg one for seven sixty five. That's not expensive. <laughs> I had the one for McDonald's. You remember when McDonald's had like the the mini... teeny beanie babies? Yeah, the teeny beanie babies. Yes. Yeah, I still I... have those too. I oh, treat them dear. equally as important as my other beanie babies. Do you have any? Even though they're not as soft. Many of the larger ones that you have too. In, say what now like do you have any of the mini versions of the and the larger ones too like oh do i do a, a couple of them yeah it's really weird it's like they had babies yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's so cute i love it beanie baby babies <laughs> i know yeah well teeny beanie babies is what they call it right yeah babies teeny beanie teeny beanie, teeny beanie babies babies, babies. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, somebody's selling their inchworm on Etsy for twelve fifty. Oh, as that's pretty good. As in $1,250. Oh, see, I told you it was, it was worth a lot. Man, ain't nobody going to buy that. Get out of here. That one person's like, all I need is the inchworm. And my yeah, collection will be complete. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Because the collection <laughs> will just keep going. They still sell so many new ones. It's amazing. But it's now amazing. they have like big eyes, right? I remember seeing they have like crazy big eyes now. Yeah. Um, another question I had is have you ever heard of this thing called honey? Not the not the delicious treat, but it's like <laughs> an app that you add to your web browser. No. Okay. So it's really cool. Um basically what it does is you know how some websites are like enter your coupon code here and you have to like go and search for one and you can you're like oh this one didn't work this one didn't work this one didn't work yeah yeah. um so this app does it for you in real time so what you do like when you're checking out like the little honey uh app in the top of your browser will be like there are 89 possible coupon codes so you like click on it and it'll sit there and run through everyone and try and add them to your current like cart and once oh, it goes cool. through all of them, it'll pick the very best one. And it'll be like, you saved $53.12. Such a good idea. I, I know. It's super cool. How you spell it? H-O-N-E-Y. Yep. Okay, cool. Oh, good to know. I like that. Yeah. So for any of you doing holiday shopping, make sure that you try this out. It'll be super helpful in adding those coupon codes. I feel like people should be paying us. I mean, like, come on. We're giving right. out some legit recommendations. Your Christmas gonna be ballin'. 
Yep. Um, so my Christmas song of the week is Wit It This Christmas by Ariana Grande. She has a... Is it new? No. She has a freaking amazing Christmas album. If none of you have listened to it, get your butts over to Spotify right now and and turn it on. It's so great. She, all of them are originals except for Santa Baby. Um, so they're all new Christmas songs and they're like super kind of like top 40 like r&b like you know like her style of music um which i which is why i love it so much Mm-hmm. so it's you super do. good um the song in particular is i obviously don't listen to the words i just sing and dance to it um <laughs> it's just really great there are a lot of super good lyrics in it and um you gotta be with it this christmas get with it with ariana Ariana Grande. Ariana. Also, I have to really just quickly point out that her song "Thank You Next" is amazing, and the music the, video is on point. The music video is on point, and she is a goddess. Okay, thanks. That's all I needed to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I didn't know we we're getting religious today, but okay. She cool. is my spirit animal. Is she though? She is. I thought spirit animal channels who you are as a person. She, I don't think you're she, anything like her. I don't care. I want to be her. I am her. That's all that matters. Okay, that's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You freaky. Getting freaky, boy. She's so great. Well, if you want to talk about my spirit animal, Celestia Cara, she just came out with her new album, The Pains of Growing. Oh, snap. And I really like the album a lot. I think a a lot of the album has to deal with heartbreak and a lot of things that have gone in Mm -hmm. in her life that hasn't been great. Yeah. So, you know, all the things we talk about with taking care of yourself, mental health, yeah. self-care, all these things. I think that album's all about that kind of stuff and I'm all all awesome. about it. Yeah. So, um I guess I got to choose a song. Uh Not Today is a great song for me cuz it's kind of like, you know what? I'm not feeling great. Things aren't going oh, well in yeah, my life. Everything kind of sucks. And I'll I'll get better one day and I won't have to think about all these things, but you know what? That's just not going to be today. And that's okay. And that's a message of the song that I really appreciate because, you know, if you want to mope and grope a little bit, do it. If you feel like crap that day, feel like crap. No one's trying to make you fake, you know, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Keep, you know, just feel the way you feel. Let it all out and just do what you want. And one day you'll get better. And, you know, that doesn't mean you have to mope and grope every single day of your life. But take some time to, to mope and grope. And then after that, then you can start rebuilding to where you want to be. And I think that's all a great message. And, and yeah, she's always so filled great. with those kind of messages. So that is my song of the, you know, two, three months that I've been gone. <laughs> and I sing it all the time because I like to mope and grow. And I like to learn. <laughs> that, that reminds me of um, another lesson that I learned in the Brene Brown book, which I know I keep bringing this up. So Oh, my God. Stop bringing me. it up. That was so an hour ago. Um, but it's this idea that when you wake up, you have to say, today I'm enough. Um, so like whatever you are trying to accomplish throughout the day, that shouldn't impact like how you feel, like how accomplished you feel because you are accomplished and you are enough. Um, your work doesn't define who you are. Um, so I think it's not exactly the same, but along the same lines. I feel you dog. Yeah. I feel you. That's good. That's Gucci. You can keep saying that, but it doesn't make it sound any less weird. That Gucci. I like it. I know 
I know you, you do. Know? And it actually fits you. Like, I could never pull it off. But your personality, <laughs> it, like, fits yeah, really well. Yeah, you could well. pull off ho, ho, ho. Okay. <laughs> That's All because right, you made really... me do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, let's wrap this little package Puppy up. up. You, have woof, to, woof. you have to start it, as always. Well, thanks for this great year, guys. I, I know we didn't push out as many episodes, but we're about quality rather than quantity. And hey, at least we're we're still kicking. We're still going, which is really awesome. And We'll put some more stuff out in 2019 for sure. We're brainstorming some ideas and can't wait to bring some quality episodes to you. And with that, you can find us in a variety of places, including facebook.com slash weatherhype. Don't go there because I don't update it as much. <laughs> or you can go here instead, weatherhypepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at weatherhype, both words weather and hype, or send us a lovely email at weatherhype at gmail.com. Y'all know y'all love us, so why don't y'all leave us a review so we know and let everyone else know how you feel about us because uh, we kick in and we scream it and we do doing good things. So leave us a review wherever you listen to our podcast. And as Min mentioned, we've been brainstorming some really cool things to bring to you in 2019. I can't remember. Is this season two or three? Two? Season three. This is season three? Yeah. So we're going into season four? Yep. Holy schmolies. I know, right? But I think kind of, it's been kind of cool that we're, the podcast is evolving a bit. I feel like you can probably feel it a bit based on some of our latest episodes. So we're extending beyond the reaches of weather a bit, which is, I think is really exciting for both of us um, because we're also changing and we're also evolving. So I think it's only, it only makes sense that our podcast should as well. So we have some really cool things. This is Pokemon. What is happening? We're kicking around. (laughs) What? We're evolving. <laughs> we are evolving. I know it just makes me laugh. Like, oh my gosh! I was we're in Pokemon this, evolving. I was in this really motivational speech, and you were like, "This is Pokemon." <laughs> anyway, we're kicking around some really cool ideas, and I think season four will be off the charts. We gonna hit the. We're gonna hit the top. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. If you have any suggestions or recommendations for we ain't gonna listen to y'all. podcast <laughs> ideas, please let us know. We haven't received one yet in a while, um, so we'll we keep we'll keep no, coming up I'm with kidding. them We're on our so own. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Even if people don't explicitly say "I want to hear this" or "I want that," the fact that we're getting good feedback on the That's episodes true. we do have makes us. Or lets us know that we're we in the can ballpark. focus on certain ideas, or yeah, yeah. We're, we're somewhere in the range of where we should be. I think. I agree. I concur. Um, I guess we should say okur. Um, I guess yeah. we should say happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays, everybody. We're excited for 2019, and we look forward to having you in it with us. Yep. In it. <laughs> in we it. look forward to have you in us. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> So until next year, <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> until next year, stay, stay hyped. hyped. <laughs> I did not say that. Make this uh, explicit. Why don't we? <laughs> Why don't we get it? Fall it is to say that is. Why is it so hard to say? <laughs>